0: I apologize for the delay. I'm trying to get my notes up, and that's what you re- what happens when you rely on technology. But I think it's coming up. Uh, so we're going to dive in. Uh, <laughs> as Jim mentioned, uh, we've got more to cover than what we have time to cover, and I would say uh, when it comes to um, Genesis, uh, particular even uh, today we're going to hit chapters 1 and 2, but um, there's no way, uh, there's, there's people that have spent a whole quarter on Genesis 1, and we certainly could with uh, diving in apologetics, but we're not going to do that. We're going to dive in, we're going to hit uh, Genesis 1 and 2, but um, I appreciate Jim's in intro last week, and uh, one of the things we'll we'll share a little bit as we go throughout is maybe a little different look at Genesis. Hopefully, you know, last quarter in, in the auditorium here, we looked basically at the end, uh, looking at how uh, the world's going to end and things to be uh, considered as we look at that end. Uh, but <clears throat> this quarter, we're looking at the beginning. But a closer look at the beginning, I'm convinced, helps us as we look at the end, uh, because a better understanding of, of how the world began gives us a better understanding of how the world's going to end, and part of that, the underlying theme of that is who's in charge. Uh, a lot of times we get mixed up. A lot of times we think we're in charge, uh, we're in control, and, and we like to be in control a lot of times. Uh, But a better understanding of Genesis 1 and 2 uh, helps us to understand that. The other thing it helps us to understand is God's intentions in starting this world. I think uh, no better explanation or or intro to our study was even uh, done than this morning um, and our lesson that Neil just got through this morning of why uh, Jesus came uh, to this earth. But also with us, a better study of Genesis 1 and 2, and we're, uh, Jim will get into this a little bit more next week as he touches it in chapter 3, is God desires a relationship of his, with his people. He's not just a distant God. And we'll see this, and I hope you see this as we go through Genesis 1 and 2, that God uh, desires a relationship with his creation, with his uh, people. And he created man uh, special and unique. Uh, different than anything else that was created. And when he did that, he, he wants a relationship with his people. Uh, you think of, um, this is in Genesis th- 3, but uh, God would walk through the garden um, in the cool of the day. That is a picture, I believe, of the end of, of a, a better picture of heaven and what God desires uh, there. So hopefully we don't get bogged down in the middle and uh, between the beginning and the end. We're, we're a piece in this middle. Now, are we toward the end? I think we're more toward the end than we are toward the, than toward the beginning, uh, but we don't know when life is going to end. We don't even know when our life is going to uh, end. Um, it, we're, our life is just a vapor. So I think it's important for us to realize as we go throughout this, um, our time on this earth is why the earth was created, why uh, God created uh, things, and the fact that he is in uh, control. He has a plan. He, he is there. So we're going to go through... A lot of things quickly today, but I don't want to um, lose sight. But and I don't want to rush it too much, where we just pass over and it doesn't stick with us. But I'm convinced a lot of things that are on the news, a lot of things that we're arguing about today, even a lot of things are in the courts, a lot of things are in uh, legis uh, being argued before legislature, a lot of things that. Uh, we busy our si- uh, ourselves worrying about uh, from day to day would be answered more if we would dive into Genesis 1 and 2 more. So we'll touch on these a little bit slower, but let me just as way of intro hit these. In a time of wondering who is in control, we can look at Genesis uh, chapter 1. In a time of wondering if is there a God, we can look at Genesis 1. In time of wondering is there a trinity, we can look at Genesis 1. In a time of wondering whether creation took millions of years or was it in 24-hour days, we can look at Genesis 1. In a time of wondering whether or not humans are on the same uh, field uh, as animals, we can look at Genesis 1. In a time of wondering if you matter... And if you're special, we can look at Genesis 1. In a time of wondering if God has a plan, or did he just start the world and start things spinning and and let it go, we can look at Genesis 1 and 2. In a time of wondering if we should work, we can look at Genesis 2. In a time of wondering if we should rest, we could look at Genesis 2. In a time of wondering if this earth is just going to fall apart, it's it's being depleted and just going to totally fall apart, we can look back at Genesis 2. In a time of wondering what creates life, whether man can create life or whether uh, God creates life, we can look at Genesis 2. In a time of wondering if God's going to take care of you, we can look at Genesis 2 in a time of wondering if God cares for you look at Genesis 2. In a time of wondering whether it's important in doing what God says, we need to look at Genesis 2. In a time of wondering whether we are free to do what we want, um, we can look at Genesis 2. In a time of wondering what God is like, we can look at Genesis 2. In a time of wondering If God wants a relationship with you, look at Genesis 2. In a time of confusion on gender, look at Genesis 1 and 2. In a time of wondering if God intended marriage, look at Genesis 2. In a time of wondering if God intended marriage between a man and a woman, look at Genesis 2. In a time of wondering the picture of a family... Look at Genesis 2. So that's a lot that I've covered, but we're going to hit it today, and we're going to hit it kind of fast. But there's a lot there. And so a whole lot of basic principles of life and how things started and how we should live are right here in the first two chapters of the the Bible. And sometimes we just, uh, obviously as New Testament Christians, we spend a lot of time in the new testament but if we go back to genesis chapter one and two this morning i think a, um, a better understanding of it will help us understand the end a little bit better and so anything i say today that you have questions on feel free to ask and jim will answer them next week I'm sorry jim <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right um so, a couple things and just getting started, a couple things that are not listed in those, that list that I'll get to here in just a minute. A couple things that we do want to say uh, that are pretty neat is that God said several things. And all throughout Genesis 1, we find in God said... Verse 3, and God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Uh, Verse 6, and God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let separate the waters from the waters. And that's what happened. And verse 9, and God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered uh, together in one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Verse 11, and God said, let the earth spout vegetation. End of that verse, and it was so. God said, verse 14, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. End of verse 15, and it was so. Um, So verse 20, and God said, let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures. Um, and we find that it, it happened. Verse 24, and God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures. Uh, verse 26, then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And we find that it happened. And so um, we have these times when God said things and it happened. The uh, reality is is that uh, the Bible tells us uh, in the beginning that God created the heavens and the earth. And so we see where an almighty being um, said these things and it happened. You know, we, we meet people that are powerful and have influence, and they say things and it happens, but the way God said things, it happened uh, in a whole different light. It wasn't other people that were doing these things. Um, it, He said it and it and it happened. Other times we find that not only did God say it, sometimes what He would say is "Let there be," and it happened. Uh, "Let there be," but we see in the verse one. That overall, that God created. Now, let's talk about that word create in just a minute. Have you ever been amazed at um, things that people have created? I mean, I, I've seen some people are talented painters and can sketch. And just, boy, it just flies off their fingertips. Some people are talented picture takers. And they can take a picture... I showed him yesterday some that this guy took, and he said, hey, I took this outside my house yesterday, and it was a picture of a deer, but the detail, the camera he had and the detail of it was just incredible. I saw a little, couple little hairs just like hanging off this deer. I mean, just, just incredible quality, but he had that talent uh, to do that. We're right here in Bowling Green. All you have to do is go over there to Corvette Museum. And I know some of this may not amaze some of you like it does me, but I'm pretty amazed at the creation that's over there. I mean, those are pretty nice, and it it does something to me when I uh, Mac let me sit down in one of those new ones. And oh my goodness, the, to hear that thing fire up, I'm pretty amazed at that creation. I'm amazed at the sticker price on it too, but. But I'm amazed at, at that creation. You go to some of these tall buildings, uh, skyscrapers, you, even some of these buildings that were built hundreds of years ago, like long time ago, and the, the detail that was done in these buildings, uh, the sculptures and things like that, it's just flat amazing. So why is it that we get amazed at Okay, if God created us and he created some pretty talented folks that can do these things and we can be amazed at them, how, how, much, uh, how, how come it's so, such a big step to think of a, crea- a creator that said all these things? The reality is no matter what we believe about the beginning of this world, it takes faith. There are some people that say it takes faith to believe in Genesis 1. And that's true. It does take faith to believe in Genesis 1. But it takes faith, to me it takes more faith, to believe that Genesis 1 is not true. To believe in something else. Neil said Wednesday night when he was talking uh, in a Bible class about how we got the Bible. He said, you know, can you imagine if after the tornadoes a year ago, that all of a sudden, we see from all these pieces that flew off of everybody's house, that all of a sudden, there's this brand new house put together that was just perfect and just assembled from that storm, just put together, and it's just perfect over there sitting. Well, we might not believe that. I couldn't believe that. But, it would take less faith to believe that than it would be uh, to believe that this whole world was created uh, from, from nothing, from some explosion, from some storm uh, that happened. Um, and so it takes faith regardless of what we believe. I believe, and I hope you believe, in Genesis 1. And uh, the reality is that we believe what Genesis 1 says, that God said it, Let there be, and it was, or we don't. And if we believe, Genesis 1, 1, the very first verse in the Bible, if we believe that God created the heavens and the earth, then how much more should we not focus on the rest of the Bible? We either believe in that first verse, and if we believe in that first verse, then God created everything, And if he created everything, we know that one day if he said things and things were created, and he's also said one day that this earth will be burned up, then we should believe that. And if the Bible says that Jesus came to this earth, uh, then we should believe that. And if Jesus came to this earth and he said one day... I will come back and I will receive you to myself. And if we believe that Jesus said that I will go and prepare a place for you, then we believe that. And so um, the reality is we have history and things that man has that confirm the word of God. Uh, if, if If you have questions about that, Go to Neil's class on Wednesday nights where he talks about how we got the the Bible. And there are outside confirmations on on the Word of God. And so if we have confirmation that parts of the Bible are true, then we should believe what Genesis 1-1 says. I know I'm going forward and backwards, but I hope that's making a point. And um, and, um, let's look at just a couple of other verses before we dive in uh, Romans one eighteen to 20 Romans 1 18 to 20 for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth so this is talking about the end For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. So I want you to dive into that. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. In other words, God has shown us plain evidence that there is a God and he is alive, he created things. Verse 20, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made, for they are without excuse. So I mentioned some man-made things that are pretty amazing. I, I watch our little uh, Roomba. That, that little thing is pretty amazing. But there's nothing so amazing as going and seeing um, some of these creations of God. Uh, go and see a canyon or, or just a river, or a creek, uh, the beauty uh, that God created uh, to me is even more amazing than anything that uh, that man uh, has created. Let's look at Hebrews 11 verse 3 Hebrews 11:3. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the Word, of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. So we do by faith understand that the universe was created by the Word of God. That God said these things, and they happened. So what was seen was not made out of things that are visible. So let's go back to Genesis one and let's dive into a few of these things. So there is an order in sequence to Genesis and um, into how God created. And we'll, we won't dissect all this, but um, let's, let me give a summary here. And <clears throat> let me say that Genesis 1 and 2 are a summary. Um, they're, they're a summary. It's not the details of how he did those things, but I think that's by design. Um, and everything is by design, so it's obvious that it's, it's design and how Genesis 1 and 2 were written. But notice uh, God created light, verses 3 through 5. He called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and there was evening, and there was morning the first day. Uh, and God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. Uh, And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse, and it was so. So um, God created light. Verses 3 through 5, he created sky and the separation of the water, uh, verses 6 through 8 on day 2. So it makes sense that he created light. He created that uh, sense that he made the sky and separation of the water. And what does he mean by that? Separation of the water. had the water that's in the air, uh, the atmosphere, and then uh, the water that's below on on the land. But then, uh, day three, he created land and vegetation. In verses nine uh, through thirteen, we find. Uh, Verse 9, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear. So there wasn't water all over uh, the land. Um, It was um, gathered in different places. Uh, We find that God called the dry land earth and the earth and the waters that were gathered together he called the seas. And God saw that was good. Verse 11, uh, then the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit in which there are seed, each according to its kind on the earth, and it was so. A couple things to recognize in this, the old saying or question, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, which one was it? The chicken came first, but in this case, what came first, the seed or the tree? is the tree uh, that had the seed. Uh, Notice verse uh, 11. Plants yielding seed and fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind. So there's adult trees there made that had the seeds within them to produce uh, other trees. And that's uh, the design of how um, it was made. Again, God said these things, and it was so. Um, day 4, verses 14 through 19, there were lights and seasons, lights and seasons, and uh, they came in. Uh, verse 5, you have birds, birds, fish, and water creatures. Um, now, this is, gets into a little bit more of what we see every day. Um, verse five. All those other things had to uh, happen, uh, but just knows um, we could pick out any of these verses. But notice like verses 21, 20, and 21. Let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures. And every living creature that moves, with which the waters swarm, according to their kinds, and every winged bird, according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So all these little things were, were made, all the different creatures, uh, each according to their kinds. Uh, we see all, all kinds uh, that, that were made and that they were good. And then day six we find land animals and humans verses twenty four through thirty one. And so let, let's just read those verses. Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, this is verse twenty four, livestock and creeping things, and beasts on the earth according to their kinds, and it was so, and God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds, and the livestock according to their kinds. And everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the the sea. And over the birds of the heavens. And over the livestock. And over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. Again, God created things in order. It doesn't make sense to have humans uh, to create humans and beasts of the of the earth before He created plants or before He created land. Why would He create humans if we live on the land if there wasn't land first? Um, and uh, there were seasons um, and days um, and. Sun and the moon and stars, the greater light, the lesser light. All those things were created in an obvious order uh, there. But a couple things that I wanted to point out to you, uh, verse 22 and verse 28, we see this uh, saying, and God blessed them. Uh, so he blessed um Uh, things to, he blessed the creatures to be able to multiply and spread upon the earth. And he also blessed man uh, to be able to spread on the earth and to bless them. And so as we step back from this and we look at what lessons can we learn from it, we need to realize that God created everything. He created this earth and he created us to live in it. He basically created us last, all these other things first, and he created them for his last creature. You know, notice he created the, what that next creature was going to need. He created that before in his order. In other words, there had to be waters gathered together before he could create the sea creatures. There had to be plants before he could create things to eat the plants. Um, And so there was an order for those things. And that makes sense why man was created uh, last. Well, stepping back from it, we need to see, okay, there's this picture of God before time that created earth. And he created man to live in this earth. Understanding that better should help us understand the end of time better, of where, how things are going to end. And so we need to keep uh, make sure uh, we keep that uh, in mind. So all the things that were discussed last quarter in here um, should help us realize now as we discuss the beginning to pay attention to the end uh, that much more. Oh, boy. So let me go through this real quickly. Um, these other statements uh, that we said. In a time of wondering who's in control, um, and, and if if you want this, I can uh, print it out uh, for you. If a time of wondering who's in control, remember Genesis 1:1 that God in the beginning God. In a time of wondering if there is a God, remember Genesis one, 1. In time of wondering if there's a Trinity, look at verse two. The Spirit of God was hovering on the face of the earth. So you have God the Father, and you have the Spirit. But also, if you want to write down these uh, verses, um, John one one through five is written very much like Genesis one. Um, Uh, So, but in that we find in the beginning was the Word. So we find that Jesus was there in the beginning. Also, Colossians 1 uh, 15 through 17 tells us that through Jesus all things were made. And so uh, when the Bible says in verse 26, then God said, Let us make man in our image. Who was us and our? It was God the Father. We see the Spirit in verse 2. But these other verses confirm that Jesus uh, was there um, as well in making God. So in a time of wondering whether creation took millions of years or whether it was 24 hours in the day, notice verse 19. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. That sounds like a 24 hour day to me. Okay. Um, Let me just quickly keep moving. There we go. In a time of wondering who has dominion, sometimes we get that mixed up. Uh, My dog gets it mixed up. He thinks, she thinks she rules our house. But verse 26 says. um, And let them have dominion as man over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heaven, over the livestock, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So we need to uh, remember that. In time of wondering if you're special, notice verse 31. uh, God saw everything he had made. And behold, it was what? Very good. You're very good. God created you. Don't ever doubt whether or not you matter or you're special. God created everything in this world for man. He created us. He's done all this for you. Uh, Now, we need to know our place. We're not more special than God. We're not greater than the creator. But we are greater than things on this earth. And so if you're wondering uh, that, uh, please know that. In time of wondering if He has a plan, everything here was a plan. Uh, in a time of wondering whether we should rest, now I ne- my wife says I need to know this. So those of you that have jobs that pull at you seven days a week or um, unended jobs, knows that God need to rest. Did all powerful being, being need to rest? No, he wasn't tired, but notice what he did. He saw everything, verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 1. On um, verse 2, on the seventh day, God finished all the work he, he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work he had done. I think that's a principle from the beginning that we need to uh, keep in mind. It doesn't matter if we're tired or not. There is a time. There's value in uh, the rest. In a time of wondering if this world's going to dry up and fall apart, we can look at verses, chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. Um, God had a plan even before there was rain on the earth. There, there was a plan uh, there. In a time of wondering what creates life, now this was read uh, earlier, but there's uh, verse 7, the breath of life. You can have air and you can have artificial life. But when is something breathing? When is something living? It's when God puts in it uh, the breath of life. And when does something die? It's when that breath of life is uh, taken out. Um, and if you want to take a picture, I know some of you doing that, you're welcome to take a picture. This is the last one. If we're uh, wondering if we should work, God created us to work. Uh, that was a, a principle. Um If there's an importance of doing what God says, God created the tree of life, but He also created this other tree and said, Don't touch it. Jim will get into that part next week. Um, And in time of wondering what God is like, He uh, wanted man to have a helper. And um, that helper was named, Whoa, man. just kidding and there's the first trophy wife uh, there created but the principle is there that we're supposed to hang on to our trophy wives and cleave and leave our mom and father and hang on uh, to them there in the last part and it was a picture of a man with a woman and that was how God created it and if we get mixed up on that Take a picture of this last one here, and uh, let's make sure we hang on to that. Again, there's more than what we can uh, tackle. Jim? Three, four, and five. uh, uh, Three, four, and five next week. (laughs) Thank you much. You're dismissed.